This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all new, better than ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame show powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com. Slash clean. Thanks for being with us. Hope you're having a great Sunday. The Hawks lose 4-3 to the Vancouver Canucks at the United Center. You know, Greg, that was, um as, as far as losses go, that was probably one of the better losses they've had all year. This is a team that came into this game with literally every excuse to get their asses kicked 8-1-9-1 when you look at the lineup in this one. Yeah, that definitely had uh, more of a feel of last year's team. Where, like, you know you're probably going to lose coming in. You're shorthanded. You're out. Three of your top defensemen are out. Uh, You know, Entwistle's still out. You're you're banged up. You're facing one of the best teams in the league. And you almost had a chance to win that game. You're right there. Basically, you take away a a 41-second brain fart in the second period, you probably win this game. Which is and again, if they call a penalty at the end of the game when Connor Bedard is blatantly there tripped. There was a lot of stupid refereeing today. Yeah, a lot of rough. things that should have been called that weren't, or things that were called where you're like, really? You know, another holding, holding. penalty as a like a guy. I want to call something and I don't know right. what to call. I mean, it, he was pushed from behind and they call holding. Like that's not hold. How how are you being held if you literally are falling on your face? That's, that's good that's, question. Um, but. This is not one of those where you you get angry about it. It was a good effort. Yeah, for sure. They probably deserved a better fate. Peter Mrazek made some huge saves, especially in the third period. That, that save was sick. Gave up, paddle. Yeah, gave up the juicy rebound and then somehow got enough of his paddle on it to, to keep it out. But, uh, you know, two power play goals for the first time in the same game yeah. this season. So Cole Gutman's first career power play goal. Congratulations. And... Uh, yeah, can't, uh, you know, with, with everything going around this team right now, I got to give them a stick tap for, for the effort they put out there. Today. This is a team that, you know, we still debate. Is it a lack of effort? Is it a lack of talent? Is it both? Is it youth? Yeah. Is it too many AHL-level guys on this team? But it, none of that mattered today. They hung with the Vancouver Canucks, who some may say may not be a, for real. But they're a damn good hockey team that shoots the puck a lot and yes, scores a lot and, and prevents you from scoring a lot. So they're a good team. So, uh, yeah, pleased with the effort. And, and overall, you know, you want to win, but you're not going to complain much about today. All right, we're going to get to all of it. But before we do, make sure you smash that like button for us on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube page as well. Podcast listeners, make sure you are following or subscribed on your favorite and preferred podcast app as we do every game we're going to let you vote for the fourth star of the game here are the three stars jt miller he was great for vancouver his numbers this year are just insane Ridiculous. he had a pair of assists three shots and five more shot attempts he's got 45 points on the season right now i don't think Absolutely anybody on the blackhawks outside of Connor bedard is getting 45 points this year number two star was tyler myers and i think you're right he had uh, two assists plus three and uh, he had one shot attempt, but that's not his game, so that doesn't matter. And your number one star with a pair of goals was Nick Felino for the Blackhawks. Four shots on goal, another shot attempt, and he won 50% of his 10 faceoffs, so great game for Nick Felino. So here are your fourth-star candidates. We're going with Connor Bedard, who had a pair of assists in this one. He had a really, really good game. 
Uh, we also have uh, Ryan Donato, who, look, man, whatever you want to say about his talent and ability, that is a guy who is giving you everything he's got all the time. He had one shift in the first period where he got pushed face first into the boards yeah, and then got up, went to the front of the net where he got knocked down and then took a slap shot right to the small of the back. Yeah. All within like six. And then just got up and skated away. Yeah. Like, dude was noticeable today. He was trying to, to make uh, a positive impact for sure. Definitely. And the uh, other candidate, Isaac Phillips, who I think had a really solid game. Not a ton to show on the score sheet uh, in terms of, you know, production and things like that. But uh, looking at the numbers here, he was minus one, played 21-02, had a shot, three more shot attempts, and credit with one block shot. But what I liked from him today was just the steadiness and the use of his size. He's starting to, there was one play in particular in the second period where he, the Canucks run the power play, he ran, won a race to the boards, lifted the stick, bodied the Canucks player out of the way, and just cleared the puck. It was beautiful. And that's what you want to see when your defenseman is a giant physical man with some good speed. Yeah. He was terrific. I, I think that that's the sort of thing when, and we said this when he got sent down last time, I don't know how you can look this kid in the face and tell him you're going back to Rockford. I just... I don't see it, man. I think he's been really, really good. All the injuries. We have no idea how long Seth Jones is going to be out. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound like Alex Vlasic is going to be out very long. Uh, Luke Richardson said before the game today that uh, if this was a playoff game, he'd probably play, yeah. but they don't want to risk any making it worse. So it certainly sounds like, you know, maybe he misses Tuesday and that's it. We'll see. Um, Jones is on IR. No timetable yet for him. I know he was getting x-rays after that last game. Yeah, so there's, the there, there's been no uh, update, uh, you know, as far as when they expect him back. And uh, Korchinski, I would think, will be back at some point this Probably week. End of the week, I would think. I maybe. would think maybe he comes back and gets, uh, you know, I, I can't see him coming back tomorrow and playing Tuesday after a week off. I wouldn't think so. You probably want to get him some practice some skates on his own, get him back up to going. But uh, so, but with the Jones injury unknown, how long he's going to be gone? That to me, that just means Phillips has to stay yeah. up here. Um, you know, Kaiser and Roos can go back when, uh, you know, I mean, Roos has been fine. He's fine. Roos is a serviceable sixth, seventh defenseman. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I do want to see Isaac stay up here. I think he's, he's earned it. He's played well. Uh, him and Murphy were the best defensive pairing today. They were good uh, today. Especially by five on five, Corsi four percentage. They had 59%, both of them, and everybody else was under 40. Yeah. So. Yep. They, they, it was another, it been a few good games in a row here for Murphy, and part of it is, you know, he's had to step into that role with, with Jones out to be like the veteran presence on there, but he's responded well, and that's what you want from him. By the way, if you did miss the lines in this game, and I mentioned when we started the show that the Hawks pretty much had every excuse to lose this game 8-1, to one. Uh, your forward lines are Reichel, Bedard, and Kurashev, Beauvillier, Tyler Johnson, Taylor Radish, Nick Foligno, Jason Dickinson, Joey Anderson, whoop, Ryan Donato, uh, Cole Gutman, and Reese Johnson. But here's, here's the thing, the defensive pairs. Phillips and Murphy, Kaiser and Crevier, Roos and Zaitsev. That is, Yikes. That is an AHL. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and you're facing the team that has scored the most goals in the NHL this year. Yes. And you held them to four. I, yeah, they didn't have a single shot five on five in the first period. The Canucks didn't. They had five shots, one shorthanded, four in the power play. Yeah. They didn't get a five on five shot on goal until almost two minutes into the second period. And then they scored on two in a row. But that's that that happens. And there were, we, there was a point in the game where I'm trying, I have it here in my notes. Um, yeah, eh, where is it? Damn it. Come on, Jay. Oh, here, after the Hawks scored, Nick Foligno's first goal, which is like basically 10 minutes into the game, the Hawks had outshot Vancouver 11-1 to at that point. Yeah. Like, they were, they were, they outplayed them for the majority of this the, game. The Canucks and, didn't get their first shot on goal until nine plus minutes in, and it was a shorthanded shot. Yeah. Like, the, the Hawks played really well. And the second like, period, you t the, third, the first and the third period were really good. Second period is where the Canucks... We're kind of like, all right, yeah, we've got Brock Besser. We've got <laughs> Elias Pettersson. Yeah. Um, you know, and the the Dakota Joshua goal, can't hang that on Mirazik. A redirect, great redirect. Um, 
Yeah, there the weren't third, a lot the that third I. Goal, yeah, maybe yeah, you could stop that one. It was a, a bit of a really snipe, good though. shot. It was a nice shot. Yeah, came got on him quick. Um, but yeah, it, overall, again with that defensive six. Yes. <laughs> oh God. To only lose four <laughs> to three. Yeah. Uh, and you outshot like you outshot them for the game. You only gave up twenty seven shots total. Yeah, twenty eight, twenty six actually was 26. the final. Yep, that's impressive. Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, so, you know, get a different beast coming into town in the Avalanche. Yeah, uh, the speed and the talent gap was quite the difference today, and that speed gap is only going to get a little bit wider when the Avalanche come to town. So. Yeah, I think as as we look at the games where like the Hawks just didn't play like complete ass and lost, that Colorado game was just them getting clowned for sixty minutes, and hopefully it's a little bit better. I don't know how it's going to be, but this team does have a, a tendency to play up a little bit. Like we saw it against Edmonton, and they know when they're up against. We saw it tonight, and we know when they're up against it, they seem to kind of like okay, we have to be laser laser focused on winning this game, which is why. Games like Seattle and Arizona and those other shitty losses they've had this year are so frustrating because we see games like this where, yeah, they lose, but they very easily could have won this game, had a couple bounces gone the other way, had a couple calls been made or not made, depending on how you look at it. They were right in this game the whole time, and you could argue the better team of the two, they're capable of this. And I think that's what makes the ones where they play like such ass so frustrating because if it was simply a matter of we're just overmatched fine but you're not overmatched by seattle a little bit of course a little bit but not to the point where you're just getting your dick kicked in for 60 minutes and that's the frustrating thing and i think you've heard players say it as well like it's inexcusable you know tyler johnson was saying it after the game the other day against seattle everybody was the effort wasn't up to snuff and, and look I don't want to, I think sometimes a lot of these things get, get blown out of proportion, but if you didn't see it, the Hawks, um, after the loss to Seattle, flew to Saskatoon to be with Kevin Korchinski at his father's funeral. And again, maybe we're making too much out of it and it's one game and all those sort of things, but this is a roster of a lot of new faces, be it young players, be it veterans who are playing on this roster for the first time. And sometimes you need a little bit of, adversity to unite you and to get you going and I think that sort of display of let's remember what's important here let's go and support our teammate those sort of things have a have a a way of kind of bringing a team together a little bit and what you saw in this game for I'm sure been a handful of instances I'm not recurring or recalling but you saw a team standing up for each other today you know guys were if guys were getting roughed up teammates were there to respond you know Reese Johnson dropped the gloves after Nikita Zaitsev went after him after a clean hit like the team was engaged. They were playing for each other. And that's the sort of thing when your team plays like that, most games, you're not going to have games like Seattle. That's, that's the thing you got to play for each other. And, and they did that tonight. 18 guys pulling in the same direction can overcome a lot of uh, blemishes and, and shortcomings. Just look at Seattle last year. Uh, They were a playoff team. They knocked off the defending Stanley cup champs in the first round. And they pretty much have the same team this year. And it's not good. Like, they had awful goaltending last year, but they had a team that just kept playing. Yeah. And everybody on the same page. And they had to win a lot of games 7-6 to six last year. Sure. And they did. Um, so, you know, everybody pulling in the same direction, playing for each other, that's going to get you, you know, more losses like today as opposed to Seattle or Columbus or Arizona, those three real Oof. awful efforts uh, we saw, and I still think um, the Arizona one is the worst of the bunch. I know that was our poll the other night, but that was the that, the Blackhawks had the best roster of those three games that night, and yeah. and and lost. The Columbus game was the first game you knew Taylor Hall was gone, and then that was the start of the whole Kerry, Corey Perry weirdness and not knowing what's going on. And then the Seattle game, you know, no Jones, no Korchinski, all that yeah. stuff. So. Um, but no, keep, I think Luke Richardson has to be very, uh, pleased with what he saw tonight. Again, he's probably going to look back at that second period stretch where so many times this year, one bad thing happens and then right away they let another bad thing happen, uh, to their 
to their credit, they didn't let it completely get away from them. It very easily could have got away from them. Yeah. They did give up on another goal before the end of the period, but, you know, they were able to fight back after going down 3-2. Uh, and, and Richardson said it the other day. He said the problem is even when we had everybody, we have to play a perfect game to win. And when you let a mistake compound into multiple mistakes, before you know it, you've got no shot. That's a really good point because the response after giving up two goals in what was it, 44 seconds or whatever it was, uh, they had every excuse, two goals in 40 seconds. Had that happened earlier in the year, you might have seen a complete collapse and guys just completely lose the system. But they stuck with it, got back in with, an, you know, got that other goal to make it 4-3 uh, in the third. And they were, you know, as soon as that um, Zaitsev and Reese Johnson scrap ended, the Hawks had the edge in play, and they were they had their chances. The only thing I wish, and this is something they're going to have to learn, and look, they haven't had a lot of uh, close games at the end this year, but when you've got the empty net, they got to be more aggressive. There is too much perimeter. Too much skating around the, the, the top and, and the boards, outside the dots, looking for a pass. How does Vancouver score their goals today? That's it. You've got an extra guy out there. Put his ass right in Thatcher Demko's face yep. and get that shot from the point and get your sticks down ready for a rebound or a deflection. Chaos. That's how you score goals in this That's league. It. If you're looking for a pretty cross-eyes pass one-timer, you're going to get that one out of every 99 times. Well, I mean, just look at the Hawks' goals. You know, Felino scores in front. Joe Anderson just, like, throws a pass into the slot or into the crease, and he's there. It's a goal. Whoa. Well, uh, nice. Bedard shoots and Felino's there on the rebound on the power play. And then Cole Gutman, he's skating in the middle of the ice into the slot. The puck finds him and he shoots it. it. It just doesn't have to be pretty and go through the Vancouver goals too. redirections traffic in front like that. It's just so simple. And yeah, now and again, you're going to score a beautiful goal that brings people out of their seats. But as soon as they start to figure this message out and look in, in his defense, Connor Bedard dictate that puck to the slot, into the middle of the ice. Yeah. He got pulled down, and nothing happened. There was no call. So he tried it at least once, and you knew had he not fallen, he was going to let that shot go. So maybe that's the difference in the game. Maybe it's the difference in a point or not a point. Um, but I think just more of that, more of that, more of that. And look, like that's the sort of message that Luke needs to preach. And he talks all the time about how he uses video to teach lessons and to show things. And he there's a lot of good to show in this game of this is the idea. This is the approach. And even if it's not working, you know, you're, let's say you try it three, four times and you're not getting a result. It doesn't matter. Stick with it. Cause when you stick with it, you're going to get results, you know, more often than not. So um, look, it's, it's a baby step. It's a step in the right direction. It's a good response. And we'll see where it leads. I know we're going to talk to Mario here in a little bit. We've also got a bunch of super chats. We're going to get to, but first we got to take our first break of the show. We want to remind you, that if you're looking to place a wager, there's no better place to do it than our friends at Circa Sportsbook. They've got tight money line splits and that low hold model. Games will strive to be a minus 110 split on a Circa Sports menu. Unlike other sports books, which may use a minus 115 or minus 120 split, we don't want that. Circa Sports keeps as little money on hand as possible on those large market bets like futures and golf tournaments, especially when you compare them to other Books. They've got high app limits and transparency. And if you're a really good better, Circus Sports is not going to limit you. You're going to be able to play like any other player. Other sports books will will limit those high winning uh, betters. So stick with Circa. Keep winning. That's where you want to be. And they encourage betters to download and explore all the sports betting apps to compare the lines from each sports book. And they're confident when you do, more often than not, you will choose the lines at Circa. They're real people behind the Circus Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other sports books that use chatbots and all aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circus Sportsbook at Circus Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. So download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circusportscom slash Illinois app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circus events, watch parties and tailgates. And if you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, Call 1-800-GAMBLER, that's 1-800-426-2537, or text G-A-M-B to 833-234, or you can visit areyoureallywinning.com. Also, it's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we all can get behind for the health of the planet 
and for the well-being of all of us who share it. Yes, Greg, the electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move forward with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you make the changes that make sense. So, Jay. Yes. What should business owners do? Well, if I was a business owner, and I am, but I don't have any vehicles, but if I was one with vehicles, I'd go to comed.com slash clean. There, I would learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, do not wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. It's good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. Say, was that comed.com slash clean? It is. That's what I said. Go there and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. And speaking of events, uh, we've got one coming up on Tuesday. We are going to be out with our friends at Goose Island, and you're going to want to not miss it. We're having a watch party for the Hawks and Avalanche. That is a Broken Barrel Bar, 2548 North Southport Avenue. That is in Chicago, if you don't know. Head over to allchgo.com. The RSVP is free, but we'd like to know, you know, how many people to expect, how many tables to reserve, that sort of thing. So like to have a kind of an idea of who's showing up to the event. So head over to allchgo.com and make sure you uh, RSVP there for us. And uh, look, if you, if you, at the last minute you decide to go, that's cool too. We're just trying to get a little bit of a head count, but we're looking forward to seeing you out there with our friends at Goose Island, December 19th, 6:30. That's Tuesday at Broken Barrel Bar. 2548 North Southport should be an awesome time. Should be. All right, let's knock out these super chats as we await Mario's arrival. Uh, this one comes from Kaz can. He says, Jay, will you please explain the woo noise you make every time y'all mention Joey Anderson? Well, whoa. for those of you under 50, tell me you have it. We weren't alive in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. There was a show called blossom. Uh, Maya Bialik, who was a Jeopardy host. She just quit. Or, or the uh, from uh, Big Bang Big Bang Theory. Theory, yes. She was Blossom, the star of the show, a 90s sitcom. And Joey Lawrence was the, uh, I don't know, like the heartthrob at the time. He was in the Teen Beat and Tiger Beat magazines. And his catchphrase was, woo. Whoa. So anytime I hear Joey, I think of that. I'm a little weirded out that uh, our guy Kaz has a picture of Mario as his. <laughs> avatar it is a little uh, strange it's, it's a little wacky it is there. a little strange but that's okay it's a hey, big fan we hey, like big fans exactly exactly better mario than me absolutely and me thank <laughs> you for the record don't change your avatar to me it will make me self-conscious for the rest of my life uh windy city hockey says can the hawks please keep the five forward power play uh there was any i'm sorry it's kind of not greatly written but i'll try to can Hawks please keep the five forward power play period there wasn't any drop passing when they had to leave the D zone on the power play. Am I reading that correctly? Yeah, I think that's what he okay. means. Um, I mean, that's a risky thing to do. Yeah. I don't mind it every once in a while. Like today, yeah, sure, why not? But when Seth Jones is back out there and Korchinski is back, I, I, there's no reason not to have those guys out on the power play. They haven't been relying as much on the drop pass of it's late. It's been better. Ever since you decided to be like, hey, this sucks. <laughs> I want to write about it. They're like, screw you, Zawaski. We're not doing well, it anymore. Well, what's funny is they actually changed it like right before exactly. yeah. I got my stuff from PD for last week's Blackhawks beat. Uh, now that that's been out for a while, I think they, I'm going to publish that video for people so they, they can see they, it. They're, not they, they're listening. Hello. They are always listening. Hi, hi Luke and Kyle and, and Danny and everybody. And speaking of listening, uh, we should point out that there is a very good chance that at long last... Nick Felina will be with us in studio on Thursday. So uh, make a note time. of that. Uh, hopefully we can make that a semi-regular thing, similar to Cole Komet and IO and all the things we've done on some other shows. But uh, Nick Felina will make his CHGO Blackhawks debut. Plan for now, Thursday at 2.30. Uh, you know, subject to change, but it's feeling I'm feeling confident enough to promote it, and that's, uh, that's half the battle. Got another $10 super chat from Edward, who says this game was everything Hawks fans were asking about effort and giving an F. Opposite the last game. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And and I, again, I think that's why games like the last one could be as frustrating as they are because we've seen better, even yeah. when they're up against it injury-wise. And then Easy Ev or EV says, any chance we see a young left-handed defenseman transition to the right side? Why not try it this season? Our prospect pool is loaded with left-handed defensemen. We have seen it this season a little bit. There's been a handful of guys moved to the other side. 
I know that Nolan Allen has been playing yeah, the right Allen's side a lot playing, in Rockford. Allen's been uh, playing the majority of uh, his time on the right side in Rockford, which is the time to do it. Right. Um, and we talked to him a little bit about that during uh, training camp. Yep. Uh, and he kind of said it's not that big a deal, to be honest. Once once you, he says he actually, there's some pros to playing on the offside and some cons, obviously. But uh, he's been doing that. Primarily in Rockford, done so it. yeah, so um, you know they'll, they'll figure out who could play on that right side eventually. I mean, now's not exactly you know you're, you're trying it out with Allen and crap at this rate he might be trying it out at the NHL level before the end of the week the way defense yeah and 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 Connor Murphy you know we thought he was gone for the game. Um, don't be surprised if it comes back that he might miss some time, even though he finished that game. Yeah, and speaking of that, uh, Joey Anderson left the game early. Uh, Richardson did not have an update, says no, no more tomorrow. So the Hawks are dropping like flies here. It's uh, Hopefully some of these guys get back. You already mentioned Vlasic. Um, probably not going to be gone too far, you know, maybe a game or two. Um, but it's not good. It's not a good situation because – when you look at the forwards, especially, you start losing forwards. Like, yeah, you could call Boris Kachuk back up. It looks like Callum Blackwell. Yeah, it looks like Blackwell is very close. He did take to warm up today. today. I think Blackwell is, they're looking to get him in. I'd be surprised if he doesn't play uh, in one of these games before Christmas. Well, they could use him Tuesday, that's for sure. Use his speed, speed a little bit. He's got speed, that's for sure. So we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of uh, news there. I know we've got some uh, some post-game video we can fire up, too. Uh, who do we want to hear from, Bedard or Felino? Why don't we hear from uh, Connor Bedard real quick? I want to see if he showed any sort of fire or passion after being pulled down. He was definitely giving it to the referee. He was pissed that that was not called because, look, if you see that replay of that Pedersen trip when they had the empty net. He had the stick took it, out both its feet. It wasn't by accident Yes, the either. stick went to the feet yes. and then pulled, and then the feet went, went it was, bye-bye. It was textbook tripping. <laughs> At the very least, it should have been called holding. You would think. All right, let's hear from, uh, here's Connor Bedard after the game. Did you guys feel at least better about the way you all played from start to finish in this one? Uh, first and third were good. Um, second, they obviously had the puck the whole time, so um, that's frustrating. But, yeah, first and third, we were, uh, we were pretty good. Murphy takes one off the knee, he comes back, but Anderson leaves the game. Are you guys just feeling cursed at this point? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's, I mean, first thought is, is we hope. You know they're okay, and um, yeah, but uh, it sucks when when guys are going down. But um, you know, a great job by a lot of guys stepping up, and maybe yeah. So uh, you know, we we hope everyone when when we see them leave that they're they're all right. So uh, yeah, hopefully those guys. I always see Murph, but how cool was today for you just to go up against the team you were rooting for? Yeah, it was uh, it was it was great. I mean, um, yeah, I was talking to my parents this morning, and you know, it's it's pretty wild just thinking about it. Um, yeah, not too long ago it was cheering for them pretty hard so um yeah it's it's uh it's really cool and um you know pretty uh pretty grateful to be able to play in this league obviously in one way or is one thing but um yeah kind of go against that is special what worked on the, the power play with the five forwards today yeah just kind of snapping it around and um obviously the Fleggy's goal is kind of getting into the net and i think got a nice shot but um yeah it definitely feels good to get rewarded i mean um, you know, there's been some games where we've got a lot of looks, but uh, obviously some, some games we haven't. So, um, you know, it's nice to, to get a couple on the power tonight. Right? Did, did you have any particular commits that you grew up following or were your favorites? Uh, the whole team. You know, I was a big fan. I was being from there and uh, going to a lot of games. So, um, yeah, I mean, just uh, just the whole team. Got Chippy out there. Did it, as a former Canucks fan, did it feel like watching Blackhawks Canucks from Years gone by. I was three years old, I think. <laughs> After that, I only remember kind of the last one a little bit, and that's just from highlights. So um, can't say it did, but it's cool for sure. I think that was a pretty big rivalry. Do you think that maybe you'd earned a power play in that last minute there? Um, I yeah, I thought coming across, but you know, I could be wrong. Refs use uh, some fast game, so um, you know, I haven't looked at it. But when you kind of feel something, you fall. Um, maybe you think it might have been, but I honestly haven't seen it or anything, so I'm, I'm sure the ref uh, made the right call. Come on. <laughs> Start MFing a ref. You're 18. You can swear now. 
She's not gonna. She's not gonna swear this close to Christmas. I want him to go. For, that's true. Santa might Santa, not go. Santa's watching. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably, yeah, he's not swearing this close to Christmas. You know what? His elf is watching. Exactly. Uh, but his parents put an elf in his locker, and, and uh, he's like, "Well, that ref was okay." Twinkles. I won't say anything. I don't want to get in trouble with the big man. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, uh, it's just not in his personality yet. No. But I saw our buddy. Um, uh, AJ from DNVR said, it's good to see Bedard yelling at the refs for calls. He's eventually going to get every time in yeah. his career. <laughs> it's definitely coming for him. Yeah. He's going to get, he's going to have to do a lot less to get penalties yeah. eventually. Exactly. So, yeah. But it's just, it's so cool to see him, you know, thriving the way he is. And like, a, again, you look at the numbers, some of the Canucks have, it's like, what the, what is going on? Like I checked during the show today. Like, is her team's shooting percentage just like massively high? It's, it's like mean, thirteen. It's it's ridiculous. that's not like, like it's it's good, but it's not like oh, that's what it is. I was putting together the pregame thread for the show account, yeah. and I list like the the team leaders, and it's very strange, especially this deep into the season where they have a different guy leading in goals, assists, and points. Three that's different rare. names. Yeah. yeah, usually one of the guys who leads either in goals and assists also leads in points, but yeah, so that's strange. And they also first in the league in goals for per game and second in the league in goals allowed per game. That's, that's pretty, a, that's, that's how a you good win. formula. That's how you win. Games. <laughs> that's how you do it. Score more than the other guys every night. You're going to win. Speaking of people with big leads, uh, here is your winner for who's your Hawk today. Who picked Nick Felino. It is our buddy, Mario Tirabasi live from United center. You won again, Mario. What a shock. Golf claps. I'll yeah. take the golf claps on that one. Well, yeah, was, we did not uh, hear for, Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I wasn't going to say anything important. All right, cool. All right, talk to you next time, man. Thanks for the hit. <laughs> See ya. Um, no, I think just curious as to what Luke said. I know he spoke for a while. Uh, we did update the uh, non-update on Joey Anderson, but just what were his general takeaways after this uh, 4-3 loss to the Canucks? I mean, the, the, the takeaways were that, uh, you know, the Canucks are, Canucks are a good team, but the Blackhawks uh, came out and actually had a, uh, an effort and a, a style of play that could hang with, the, with a team like the Canucks. But, you know, you, you saw them come out to the early lead. That was great. Uh, you saw them respond early in the second period, get out to the 2-1 lead. That was great. But the middle frame after, after the first 35 seconds or however long it took uh, Foligno to score the power play goal, that, that, that second period, they, they, they got away from the game that they had been playing uh, for the most part in the first and it came back in the third period when you're chasing the game. But, you know, that, that middle frame is, is when they, they got away from, Always. you know, puck possession. They got away from, um, you know, you know just, just controlling the game. The Canucks were able to control the puck more, control the pace of play. Uh, a few times, you know, you could see Blackhawks get hemmed in their own zone. Uh, and then taking penalties is never a good thing. So, you know, it, it leads to, I heard you guys talking about the Canucks, uh, you know, shooting percentage as a team. They were making the most of their opportunities when when, when given the chance. At, at some point, uh, I believe it was going into the third period, they had 19 shots on goal and 21 scoring chances. Like, usually you see more shots on goal than scoring chances because, you know, in an average NHL game, Shots on goal sometimes aren't great scoring chances, but they had more scoring chances than they actually had shots on goal. So, um, you know, Vancouver's a really good team, but I would say, you know, from from the most part, what Luke Richardson took away from it, and um, Nick Foligno as well spoke after the game saying that this is pretty much how they're supposed to play. Uh, they just have to do it for 60 minutes. Yeah, that's what we were saying, you know, to start the show, and, and that's why – when there are those games like Seattle and Columbus and Arizona that we get so frustrated because we can we have seen them do this. We've seen them play this way. And the second period thing is really interesting. I was listening as uh, we head back from the United Center after this, uh, you know, during the second intermission, for those of us that aren't staying, we listened to the radio broadcast for the little short drive we have. And Troy Murray was a little bit frustrated with the second period saying, look, like in the first, they were so keeping it simple, playing fast, playing with speed. And I, and I wonder, too, like, you wonder about the psychological effect of we're playing a kick-ass period of hockey. We're taking it to these guys. We are the better team. We're coming out flying. The crowd's into it. I think tonight was a sellout. If not, it was very, very close. And then the period ends, and you're tied. And I think there's got to be a bit of, like, a, oh, my God, what do we have to do 
kind of a feeling to this. And I wonder if that started a little bit in, in a second. But then again, the Hawks scored 35 seconds into the period. So it didn't carry over that long. But it was just, I don't know. It was, uh, and then they blow it again. You know, then they're two minutes later, they're down 3-2. So maybe that's just the frustration of, my God, we're playing so well. And every time something good happens for us, it feels like right away the, we're chasing the bat again. And it's got to take its toll mentally. Yeah, that happened in Seattle where they get the Taylor Radish goal to cut it to two to one. And yeah. they're like, okay, they've got some momentum here. They're playing good. And then they gave up the one fluky goal. And then there was another and another and another and another. And it right. was over. But it just seems that every time something good happens, something erases that rather quickly. But they did a better job today at kind of containing that as opposed to just letting it affect the rest of the game. Yeah. Yeah. The, the responses that they have to endure after scoring goals is something that they need to work on. I know they don't have a lot of experience this season, getting out to leads and trying to hold uh, and, and trying to hold on to them. But when they do have those chances, that's when they have to you know, kind of hunker down uh, and, and be able to kind of weather the storm that's going to be coming after, you know, af- after you score a goal to take a lead, uh, the, the team that you're facing uh, is not just going to be like, ah, well, game's over. You know, oh, they're going <laughs> to, well, yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're going to come back and, and, and try and, you know, get that goal back. So it's, it's a lot of having to weather that response from the other team um, and not being, not being complacent in just scoring uh, a goal and having a, a one, nothing lead or a two, one lead. Like you got to be able to keep the, keep the, the foot down on the, on the pedal and make sure that you don't just just because you score doesn't mean you, you can take a take the next shift off or anything. More often than not, you have to be even more ready for the next shift after uh, scoring a, a goal. Yeah, I mean, a, m- a lot of coaches will tell you, if not all of them, some of the most important shifts of any game is the shift right after you score a goal. Yeah, uh, you can't you can't you know if you're the team that scored a goal. Hey, how about we this next shift? Go uh, chunk it in deep and, and pin them down for 30 seconds and kick them while they're down. Yeah, right. And I remember, I, I think Quenville always used to do that where the Hawks would score and then the fourth line would come out. Yeah. Almost as just to say, all right, we're not going to lose this momentum we just generated. You know, so it, it's part, that's part of being a young team, though. You know, as you, like Luke says, you mentioned it, Greg, like they have to play perfect to win. That letdown is when they are their least perfect. And yeah. teams are... They're not good enough to be able to withstand, you know, letting off even 10% when other teams are saying, shit, we just got scored on. It's time for us to go 100%. That's going to end up in the back of their net too often. So, and look, what we want to see this year is those sort of mistakes happening less and less often, right? They're going to happen. Anytime you have a young team with loaded with young defensemen as they have right now, you're going to have moments like that, but you want to see them happen more few and far between, I think. Absolutely. Yep. Did he have anything to say about Lucas Reichel? We haven't talked about him in the post game yet, but just eye test wise, I thought Reichel was a lot more noticeable, kind of controlling the puck more. Saw him go into some tougher areas a little bit. Had a nice play in the neutral zone, taking the puck away, yeah. and then eluding and creating a, a chance. Yeah, there was more, a lot more visibility from Reichel. And Alan brings, brings up a good point in the chat that if Anderson goes down. Maybe throwing Reichel in his spot on that third line could get him going a little bit to play with some guys and go get him the puck, win him the puck in the corners. And I also think Jason Dickinson could benefit from playing with a guy with a little more offensive ability. I want to see him on a top line. I don't know what it's going to take. I know, you know, you lose your good face-off guys that way, but they suck at face-offs anyway. You know, I, I'm, I don't know, I, but I'm interested to hear what they're he had not, to say about Reichel. They're second in the league. And Damn it. There's two teams worse than them now. Way to go. Hang a banner. Yeah, anyway. I mean, as far as specifics about Reichel, he didn't he didn't uh, address that specifically, but um, he did say, you know, from a from a whole team perspective, um, he felt like you know up and down the lineup, uh, everyone had better performances across the board than than in recent weeks. Um, he highlighted the defensemen, you know, being in the situation that they're at that they're in with their blue line depth. Um, you know the, the the performance as a as a collective uh, was a lot better than it had been recently, and and yeah, I think I think Reichel, you know, he he had another opportunity playing on the on the top line. I think there were a, a few times where, uh, you know, you'd like to just see a little bit more out of him, 
That's been the story. That's that's been the story this season. Um, more often than not, is every night you want to see a little bit more out of him. And and even tonight, he made it. Like you said, he made a couple good plays, good good defensive plays. Um, not super noticeable, you know, setting up plays offensively or, or putting the puck on net. Um, but if you're going to be noticeable making defensive plays, let's make some more of them. You know, like let's just if 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 <laughs> whatever you're going to be that night be the best version of it. Like, I know it's, it sounds dumb, but it's a, a very simple thing for uh, a guy in his position to try to try and do is if, you know, if, if you feel like you have the offensive jump going, lean into it. If you feel like, you know what, the offense isn't there, I'm going to lean into playing really well defensively tonight uh, and just just hope for more consistency out of Reichel. And, and I think if he can string some good performances together where he is noticeable in, in positive ways, it's baby steps for him at this point. Yeah, whatever it takes to keep him engaged in the game, that's what I need to do. And, yeah. Uh, so I thought he, I thought he was good and, and noticeable in this one. And plays like this more often than not, he's gonna, he'll be all right. So, are anything else we need to know before we uh, spring you? Uh, I mean, as as far as uh, Joey Anderson goes, it was uh, upper body from what uh, Richardson had to say. Uh, there will be no practice tomorrow, so hopefully everyone can just get some rest. Connor Murphy uh, went back into the game after making that blocked shot uh, that he needed help off the ice. He said, you know, it was, Richardson said it was good to see uh, Murphy feel like he was capable of, of kind of powering through some of the, uh, the, the pain and everything and uh, said that that was, you know, a, a good, good example of, uh, you know, setting, set, some, setting, setting a tone um as a as a leader there being able to to do that you know kind of kind of by example and everything so um as far as injuries go i, I don't think we're uh, expecting uh anybody to be out of the lineup uh, it didn't seem like anderson it didn't seem like anderson was going to be a long-term thing so yeah maybe it's just a precautionary bang bang up uh to miss the third period everyone gets a day off and uh come back on tuesday as healthy as possible with uh, the avalanche in town. All right, Mario. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you. Uh, we'll see you Tuesday. Yeah. See you. All right. That's Mario Tirabasi live from United Center. Follow him on Twitter at Mario underscore Tirabasi. We thank him for that. Uh, we got a super chat. We got a knockout from P3 Arizona. He says, they say, I don't know. Have either of you ever walked out of a hockey game wearing shorts and flip-flops walking into 75-degree weather you will on March 5th, 2024. See you then. He's throwing in these super chats to pay for our trip, hey, I think. Great. I mean, that is my birthday, so I would love to spend my birthday covering uh, back because they played Denver in Denver the night before. I mean, as I said before, we have studio access in both of those cities. And we can crash at Bill Armstrong's house. Yeah, Flash he's got plenty of room. Plenty of room. Yeah. Sleep on the casting couch. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I have walked out of a hockey game in shorts and flip-flops in 75-degree weather back when the Blackhawks used to play hockey in June. Yeah, the playoffs were fun. <laughs> it's been a while. That was a flip-flop but there were there, there were many times walking out. I believe I s- walked out celebrating a Stanley Cup victory in shorts and flip-flops. And yeah. as a fat guy, I wear shorts and flip-flops in the winter all the time. I used to when I was younger. Now I, I have yeah, less tolerance to the cold. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I love flip-flops, period, because uh, I hate shoes and socks. I hate having my feet covered. I'm not okay. a fan of that. Sure. So, uh, well, you get to show feet that way better. Exactly. That's how I make my extra cash. Right. Exactly. Uh, by the way, um, anytime you go to a fitness club, you're going to want to wear flip-flops in a shower. But if there's one place I would trust to keep my feet safe, Sam's flip-flops, it would be Midtown Athletic Club. I still would wear the flip-flops. <laughs> yeah, it's better safe than sorry. Rich people are gross. They're gross, as, just as gross as those <laughs> poor people. It is a swanky High-end, awesome. It's a way of life, really, at Midtown Athletic Club. Lots of leather couches there. Like, uh, I, could, I just watched Greg Braggs on Instagram just living his best life, and that's a dude who needs it. He gets some spa time there, gets some sauna time, yoga. Gets he some might time need to, to go there because he's over there still yelling about this Bears I get to see the vein, like the vein in his forehead over. pulsating. Let it go, like, guys. Go, go. Let it go. Let's go get some zen. We should all be used to the Bears losing by now in embarrassing fashion. You can't spell embarrassing without bear. This is true. So he should head over to one of Midtown's four Chicagoland locations, Palatine, Bannockburn, Willowbrook, 
or the Midtown Athletic Club in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. They got the hotel there too. It is great for everybody. You got a kid, you don't have a kid, you're looking to make some lifestyle changes, you want some holistic wellness, they're the place to be. And a little note about the Midtown Palatine spot, they've launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club. It'll be done early 2024, but you can lock in a favorable rate if you join before the end of the year. And guess what? The end of the year is almost here, so jump on that. It is a, like I said, super luxurious spot with great locker rooms, wet and dry saunas, but it's not just yoga. It's not just that sort of that sort of stuff. You want to play pickleball, boxing, spin classes, cycling, whatever you're looking for, whatever kind of workout you want, they'll accommodate you at Midtown. Head over to midtown.com slash CHGO to find out more and to tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. Are you in the market for a new vehicle there, friendly CHGO listener? Well, if you are, we've got some fantastic news for you. Our partner, Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake is making room for their lot of incoming 2024 vehicles. You know what that means? You'll be able to shop incredible savings on every new vehicle in stock during their limited time. Wrap up the year sales event. Get it like a present wrapping present. Get it. Yeah. Wrap up the savings. At the, that's that's what they went for. I don't get it. All right, I'll explain it to you off the air. For Thank a limited you. time, just like I'll explain to Alan what a casting couch is. B- <laughs> BS, you don't know what that means. Google it. You're on an inco- incognito tab. Your, your wife must be in the room. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> CJR, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and drive home with more money in your pocket than you'd expect thanks to raise price promise. Don't miss out. Shop great deals all month long and save bid because CDJR, uh, Ray... Christ. Now, let me start that over. Yeah, nail it. Don't miss out. Shop great deals all month long and save big because Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram makes buying new vehicles more affordable than ever. But that's not all. Just for listening, you can get a free oil change when you mention CHGO at the service center or mention CHGO when you book online at RayCDJR slash service. Hurry in. You must book before the end of the year. That's December uh, 31st. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they are the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, head to RayCDJR.com, serving the community since 1963. By the way, special shout-out. Tomorrow is Region Rev's birthday. Hey, happy birthday. Region Rev says milestone birthday. Happy 30th, Region Rev. Yes. Uh, Enjoy your day. Region Rev is with us every show. OG, from the beginning. That's right. From the beginning, we appreciate this. There was one more OG, but that was problematic. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Thanks for the pretzels. Anyway, (laughs) so old school people know what we're talking about. It was peanut brittle. (laughs) Peanut brittle. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, we've got some segments to knock out. We already told you who won Hoosier Hawk, but we might as well recap. I had Connor Bedard, and I would have won with my two assists. It's not for you damn kids. Nick Foligno with a pair of goals uh, gives Mario the win. You had Beauvillier. I was hoping for that uh, revenge game. You know, first game against a team that just traded him a couple weeks ago. and uh, He was feisty. He was mixing it up. Got into it with, uh, was it Zdorov at some point during the game? I think so. Yeah, yeah one of those. Pudwax over there and in, in, on Vancouver. Um, yeah, it, eh, whatever. I mean, it, it's this is a tough game to play this year. Yes. Because you never know who's going to score the one Blackhawks goal every night. <laughs> yeah, right. They had three tonight, which is good. But, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's it's a tough one. You know, uh, you, you think Bedard is going to win with that trio. But uh, Nick Foligno says, I, I think he got. CHGO bump like he was like yeah I'll go talk to those yeah. guys on Thursday and as soon as he agrees to that two goals we'll have to make him if he scores wh- again on Tuesday it's got to be like a weekly thing yeah we have to do the Bedard thing where you only pick Felino once a week too maybe I think that's that's the only fair way to do it but I think Bovillier in general we haven't spent too much time talking about him you see why they traded for him you could see the speed you could see that he's engaged there's one point in the game where he dumped a puck in and went and got it himself which more of that please I just don't think he's ever going to be a guy that is going to be a reliable scorer contributor. No, he's a role player on a good team. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's uh, going to get a chance to be one of the go-to guys here. So far, that hasn't exactly uh, worked out. But he's he's been noticeable. Um, 
at times. And then there's been other games where you're kind of like, eh, did we even play that game? It's yeah. weird. The event summary is saying that Bolivia, uh, Bovillier had an assist, but when you go to the actual like box score, it doesn't list what play he had it on. Maybe he got it on that. I am not seeing that. it on the uh, on the game report, but in the, the game event, summary. Yeah, but in the event summary, it lists that he has an assist. So mystery, 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 mystery. Well, it's one of the two. But it doesn't matter because I would have needed three more assists for me to to win the game. So I, I don't know. Uh, he was not on the ice for any of those, yeah, was he? I, so that's probably an error in the event. Somewhere. Oh, no, here. They have him on the ice on the Gutman goal uh, where Kurashev got the secondary assist. We know Bedard got the primary on that one. Maybe. Is a secondary assist better than two goals? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. All right. It is now. Greg wins the helmet. Right. Change the score. Woo. Myro's Everyone not, agrees. Mario's not here to argue. He'll never know. <laughs> exactly. All right, so we enter Connor's Corner. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm always looking for new additions to 22. Connor's room. All right, 22-22 of ice time for Bedard. A pair of assists, both primary assists. Five shots on goal. Yes, five shots on goal. Uh, he also had two more shot attempts, so seven shot attempts. Won two and lost three of his faceoffs. Um, so a solid game for him. He came out from in this one wanting to score. You could tell he wanted to score against the Canucks. He's playing against his childhood team, yeah. his hometown team. He wanted to get one against them. And, boy, he hit the crossbar square from a tough yeah. angle at one yeah. point. That was in the uh, first period, I think. Yeah. It feels like every, like... I still say this too. Every shot he has on goal feels like a struggle for the goalie. You never see them react well to his shots. They're always kind of like it either hits them or they have to like find where it went. It's I think it's a challenge. It's a challenge to save a counter like shot. I like to see counter try and fool the goalie. Maybe shoot lower half of the net because he seems to always be going top shelf and then he misses up high a lot and banks off the glass and. Maybe just maybe yeah. surprise a guy and just try and go right between the legs. There was a moment in this one where he did shoot high and just missed, and it rang all the way around the boards, and Vancouver kind of went off the other yeah. way. So, yeah, I mean, you don't want – I would just say, though, you don't want to coach his instincts out of him because no. they've gotten him this far. And Right. No, but one – maybe shoot for a kneecap every once in a while and see what happens. <laughs> you, might, you might catch the goalie off – because you know they're watching film on you, and they're probably gonna be like, "Okay, he's gonna go top he's gonna shelf, shoot he's gonna high go every top time." Shelf. Yeah, you know, just stand like this, and just and just be like, <laughs> maybe maybe once try and shoot low, see what happens. Why not get that rebound? Yeah. Uh, there was another chance from him too to, in this game where he was right in the crease, like almost on top of the goalie Demko, and it, you like to. So I mentioned overtime, he drives at a slot, gets trip, no call. Earlier in the game, in the second period, he is right in front of the goalie. Uh, try, um, that might have been the first, actually. Yeah, they go left to right in the first. So it was the first period. He was right in front of the goalie trying to trying to win a puck, and uh, it's good to see. He is starting to get more comfortable going to those areas, and I think part of it with the young guy is what's it going to be like the first time I go there because all I hear about the NHL is bigger, faster, stronger, and I don't really want to feel pain because pain sucks, but he's learning that he can handle it, and he's taking some decent hits, and he's bounced up from them. So he's getting more and more confident every day, and – he, every time he's on the ice, he's a factor. Now, you said it uh, during the game, and this kind of brings me again to that point where I wouldn't mind seeing him with, now that if, if Anderson does miss and they got to break up that line, 
Maybe put Felino well, back up there with him. Thank you. Maybe put Dickinson up there with him because I do think that line needs someone to go win the damn puck. Yeah. Because if they don't have it, they're not getting it back. No, they are very... Uh, they're exciting and fun to watch in their own zone, in, in the offensive zone. But when they're in the defensive zone, it is, it's not good. Yeah, it's, it's just... It's, it's understandable, but I mean... Yeah, but ugh. you need a guy on that line that, that can... You know, a fireman. Get get it out. <laughs> Just get control back. Uh, too many of the, too many times that line is is hemmed in their own zone. And you you put them over the boards. And you're like, all right, we got our we got our offensive threat line out there, and then they turn it over in the neutral zone, and then you spend a minute and fifteen seconds in your own zone, and then once you get the puck, you got to get off the ice. It's a waste yeah. of a shift. I'm interested to see how the lines shake out if indeed Anderson's out. But if he's not, you do not touch that third line. Sorry, they're playing too well together. I'm not. I'm not messing with that at all, unless injury forces a change. Yeah. Um, but I do kind of like that idea of putting Reichel there if Anderson can't go. Yeah. Why not? And then, but who do you put on the top line then? Bovillier hasn't done much there. I mean, Granny wasn't there a lot. I yeah. mean, Donato gets times there, but he's that's not his game. He's not a top line guy. He's far more effective on the fourth line. Yeah. So I wouldn't know. You know. Phil Kessel. Colin Blackwell, you're now on the top line. <laughs> hey, you know what? Say what you want about him, but he plays with speed and he'll go win you a puck. It's true. I mean. Yeah, and then he'll fall down. He will fall down, <laughs> but as long as he gets the puck, it's okay. But he falls down on the puck, so it's all good. Boy, I really want an update on a fantasy you, too. Uh, he was asked, Luke Richardson was asked about that after yesterday's practice, Saturday's practice, and he's still not on the ice. He's in the gym. Yikes. Doing, uh, you know, cardio and, and working in the gym. He's got a groin injury. So a guy that relies on his speed. You so, can't rush him back. No, they're yeah. taking their time. And uh, they they were hopeful he was going to get on the ice this past week. It just hasn't happened yet. Uh, and as, as Luke said yesterday, the only person that knows when he's healthy is is Andreas. And they're just they're relying on him to tell him he's okay. So it's going to be... At this point, the fact that he hasn't even skated yet, Deesh. it's going to be 2024 before we see him out there. Thanks. Thankfully, that's only, you know, two weeks away. Yeah. <laughs> but I doubt he's going to be back uh, before the end of the calendar year. All right. Are we ready to declare a winner for our fourth star of the game? I, before think, we wrap yeah, up? This, I think that was over the second we posted it. <laughs> this might be the biggest blow we've actually ever really? had. Yeah. I mean, it's understandable. He did have two assists in this one. Uh, Connor Bedard is going to pop in. There he goes. That was cool. Here's your four star of the game. We just did Connor's corner, so you know what he did. But two assists and uh, just a really aggressive game. I would say when you look at like the body of work he put together today, he was probably the most aggressive he's been in terms of just firing the puck, looking for chances, going to the hard areas. Like if this is the Bedard every day, you're gonna be looking at a point per game at the end of the year. Yeah, um, I always kind of feel. I always hope that Bedard, when he does get points, that's like, God, please let him be a three-star of the game. Because if we make, if we nominate him for four-star, he's going to win. He wins automatically. And I'm not mad at the win. He deserves it. But it's like, ah. like sometimes it's like, I, I wish we can not put him there just so somebody else has a chance of winning. Because <laughs> um, every time we put well, him let's there, let's do he fifth runs star of the game. Who's the fifth star? Who finished yeah, second? He's our fifth. fifth star of the game. Yeah, um, that's a way to do it. Yeah, but yeah. It's, so maybe we just can't nominate him four star in consecutive games, kind of like who's your hawk. But uh, no, he keeps playing like he played today. He's going to be in the three stars more often than not, so we won't have to worry about it. All right, reminder: uh, we are off tomorrow. We are back Tuesday at our watch party at Broken Barrel on Southport. Make sure you join us. We're going to be there with our friends at Goose Island, twenty five forty eight North Southport. Come drink a Blackhawks Pale Ale or a bull and goose or the three, one, two, or whatever you love from goose Island, you know, it's going to be good. Uh, Mario and I are going to be there. Greg's going to be, uh, you're going to be there early, right? You're going to stop by. Uh, I think I'm just going to go right to the game. You're going to cover the game. That's yeah. a, that's a trek from the UC. So Greg yeah. will join us after on the post game show. Enjoy the, uh, the fine goose Island beverages. Um, yeah. I hope they have wings. I bet you they do. I bet they do. I'm going to do that. So join Otherwise us there. Have, have someone else deliver some to you there. I can do that. And don't forget, Go to allchgo.com. If you know you're going, like you've made a point of it, it's on your plans, please go to allchgo.com, click on that events tab, go to the event calendar, and you'll see it there. And then 
RSVP to the event so we know how many people are coming. It's free. It doesn't cost anything to RSVP. Just trying to get a head count. So we would appreciate that if you could do that for us. Uh, please, by the way, hit that like button for us as we wrap up the show here. And we want to remind everybody that we are powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at ComEd.com slash clean. We'll see you Tuesday at Broken Barrel on Southport on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. We all city like the mayor. 